This is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where I invite the most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners to share their experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Yvette Freeman. Yvette is an award-winning portrait photographer who owns Red Angle Photography in Hendersonville, North Carolina. She is also the publisher of The Envoy, a print and digital magazine that features local and national minority and women-owned businesses, entrepreneurs, community members, and artists, and provides expert advice to help them start and grow their business. I brought Yvette on to talk about her work as a photographer and publisher, but first, Yvette, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, um, we are new friends. We've had one phone conversation, but I kind of fell in love with you, as most of the Biz Radio Asheville family has. And I just had to get you on. And I thought, let's just start talking about the photography and what being a creative entrepreneur has really looked like for you. It's actually been very fun. Uh, I actually realized a few years ago that photography was something that I wanted to do. I quit my job. Uh, with a uh, publishing company to actually become a portrait photographer. Even though I have been doing photography for years just as a hobbyist and have been taking photos ever since I was a child, it wasn't until the end of uh, 2015 and into 2016 that I decided I wanted to make it a career. And it's just been wonderful just growing my skills learning more about the industry and starting my business. And I absolutely love it. I think it's something that I probably should have been doing years ago. (laughs) You know, we always have to go through our our growing phases to really get to where we are to some degree. Uh, Tell me a little bit more about what really inspired photography in particular. You said that's something you've really always been drawn to most of your life. It is. And I really don't know how I started. I just (laughs) having... A camera. I started uh, very young, probably when I was about eight or nine years old, and I just remember having those Kodak Instamatic cameras. I was always taking pictures of my family and friends and developing the pictures and just remember doing that, never really taking into account any of the technical aspects. I was just taking pictures. I just, <laughs> just enjoying the process, yeah. And I would have photo albums and just loved looking at the pictures. And over the years, as I got older and uh, got married, my husband and I were always buying cameras. And he would joke with me every time I'd want a new camera. He'd say, you already have a camera. <laughs> I, I just said, I need a new camera. And so it just grew from there and just started getting professional cameras, started going to professional photography conferences going online, watching videos, and learning from other photographers how to actually learn the technical aspects of it and make it really a craft and a skill. And that's really been something that I've tried to continue doing because it's ever-evolving. Like any other profession, there's always something new to learn, some new technique. And that's what's been the most uh, interesting part for me is just learning and honing my craft. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I actually really love, I don't even know if you realized when you were telling me about kind of your early childhood and photography, you're a portrait photographer and you were mostly talking about taking photos of people and those subjects. So can you tell me a little bit more about maybe why that as a subject and why portraits has really been what's drawn you? 
Yes, I actually started when I first started, like I said, as a child, I was doing family and friends. When I started looking at photography as a profession, initially I was going to do probably landscapes, things like that, birds, nature. And as I was doing those, I loved the pictures, but they just weren't creating enough emotion for me. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm an introvert, I'm extremely shy. (laughs) But and that's what's so surprising for me. I just really enjoy photographing people. I like looking at the faces. I love looking at a person's eyes and seeing how the photography brings out their best side, brings out really their personality. So for me, it was much more interesting looking at a face and talking with someone and interacting with them during the photography process that brought um, more joy and, um, uh, and, and more enlightenment for me in terms of what I could do with, with the craft and the, the photos themselves. So for me, just photographing people just always um, has been lately just, just more, more interesting for me. I enjoy it more rather than just those static landscape pictures. A sunset isn't beautiful or things like that. But just for me, people really resonate with me. And I want to be able to provide people photos that they will cherish for years to come. Mm, I love that. You know, it's interesting. I had Kevin Evans on last week, and he is a self-proclaimed introvert, and I'm a self-proclaimed introvert. We've all found our footing in a very extroverted environment, and it sounds like that the common core between us all is really having that creative outlet. So when you're in a crowd of people, you're not having to be Yvette talking to them one-on-one. You've got this camera and you can really be focusing on something. And so I just, I love that that's a common trend for those of us who have felt shy or introverted, that really creativity is a way for us to kind of connect with the world. Oh, yes. And like I said, I love, when I look at artwork, what stands out for me is as I look at it, can I look away? I want to look at artwork that makes me ask questions. Who is the artist? What is the subject doing? What was going on during that picture? And it could be a painting, a photograph, anything like that. I want to look at artwork that actually makes me think. And that was one of the things that drew me to doing portraits, because if someone's looking at a portrait, they always say the eyes are the windows to the soul. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to look at my portraits and wonder what's going on with the subject, what was going on with the photographer, what was their uh, thinking with that photography. So I just, being able to provide that for people and having them put that on their walls or uh, display it in their offices or their ads or anything like that, that's what makes me feel more creative because I feel like I'm providing for them that but they're going to be able to look at and uh, actually enjoy looking at it. Yeah. I think that the opportunity to capture emotion, which is kind of what I'm really hearing is this overarching theme of your work and what you do is so powerful. And I imagine that that concept of capturing the emotion and sharing these stories is in part what has inspired the Envoy and coming to fruition. So can we talk a little bit about that process and 
and where the foundations behind the, the magazine has come from? The Envoy, I developed that or came up with the idea for it probably early uh, 2020. I've lived here in Western North Carolina for 11 years now and never really saw a lot of diversity in the local publications. I love reading magazines and I love the other publications, but they're mm -hmm. just a lot of people of color that were being featured on the covers or even in the stories and articles themselves. And being a, in business myself, I also realized there wasn't a lot of business information. How do you do social media marketing? How do you do branding? How do you do a business plan? Things like that. Things that when I first started my business, I had no idea about. So being able to provide that information in a format that is both print and digital and also incorporating my photography into that because I want something that's also going to be beautiful that people will want to look at and read and learn from at the same time. That's really where that came from. I didn't see anyone else doing it. So I just decided to do it myself after some encouragement from my husband and uh, friends. So it was just, it just grew out of that, a need that I saw in the community. And it, it just sounds like really that need was in part set up for you to be someone to take that. You're a photographer. You love telling these stories. You, you know, work and live amongst those of us who are the creatives who are trying to make Asheville and Western North Carolina what it is. So I just find that to be such an amazing thing. So you just had your second um, issue come out, right? Published July 1st. Oh my gosh. Well, let's talk a little bit about what has come out in some of the first two issues. Maybe pick a good story or some of the photography you've been able to put in. Well, I was able to do several features. One, I did a feature on Lynette Oliver, who owns the Back on Track Addiction Ministries here in Hendersonville. And normally my stories, when I do this uh, question the uh, articles, I asked people to fill out a questionnaire and that's the basis for their article. But with Lynette, her story was so compelling and the reason for her starting the addiction ministry, it just warranted a full feature. So I actually wrote a full feature. <laughs> and also on Arlene Duane Hemingway, who is a local writer, she writes Drabbles, which most people haven't heard of a Drabble. I know I had never heard of one. Yeah, I'm not sure I know what that is actually. <laughs> story that is written in exactly 100 words. It can be less than 100 words. It can't be more than 100 words. And so that just really drew my attention in talking with her. And I love the way she speaks. She is so highly intelligent and graceful. And her story didn't fit into a Q&A format either. So I actually wrote a full-length feature on her. And those are two stories that I absolutely love that are in the July issue. And I hope people will enjoy reading about those two women because they are forging new paths in their respective genres and areas. And it was just a joy to talk with them and actually be able to promote what they're doing in the community. Yeah, I mean, those sound amazing. I can't wait to pick up my copy. And it sounds like that again, you're the person who's really thinking about this whole big picture that 
I can imagine these magazines sitting on my table for years, right? I still have some magazines from years ago that are special edition issues that have amazing covers, that have amazing stories that are still relevant to these days. So you being able to commit those to paper is is just the beginning of that journey for you and everybody right now. Oh, absolutely. And I do hope people will keep these for years. That's the point, not only because of the stories, but because of the resources that I'm collecting and putting in each issue. Every issue has information to help someone who is either already in business or who wants to start a business. They're getting encouragement. They're getting ideas. They're learning about the people who are already in business and what challenges they're facing and how they're trying to overcome them. Each issue also has a business directory in in the back so that people can use it kind of like a yellow pages of minority and women-owned businesses and businesses that want to do business with those types of businesses and those groups. So hopefully it will be a resource not only for the people who are business owners, entrepreneurs, and artists, but also people who are wanting to support those people. Mm. Man, that is so amazing. And I think that's one of the things when we had our conversation, you and I really bonded over the idea of needing to provide business planning support to the creative entrepreneurs. And it's not just photographers or graphic designers or musicians. Those are the inventors who never thought they were going to build a business. Those are, you know, the farmers who are also trying to bring people to their land or to connect to, you know, other agriculture industries. There's so much about needing to have these business planning conversations. And I love that you're bringing that to the table because most people are like, arts and creativity and business don't belong in the same box. And you and I know better. I mean, when I started my photography business, I was thinking, I'm just going to take pictures of people. (laughs) They'll pay me for it. But realizing after talking with other photographers who have their own photography studios, who have been in business for years, going to conferences and learning about the business aspect, most people don't realize you still have to pay taxes. You have to have a business plan. You have to know how you're going to set up your pricing so that you can continue to offer your services and not go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. There is so much involved in starting a business and running a business that everyone really needs to know because especially if you're an artist, because it's not about doing your artistry all the time, 24 seven, you actually have to run your business the majority of the time. And the artistry kind of takes a back seat sometimes because you have to get your name out there in order to pay the bills in order to continue doing your craft. Man, that's a mic drop moment right there. (laughs) I am hoping that we can maybe discuss some tips that are either in any of the issues of the envoy or just things that you've learned through your experience for starter businesses who are ready to kind of get rolling? Basically, you definitely have to have a business plan. That is crucial. You have to know what services you're providing, Mm -hmm. how you're going to do your pricing structure, what type of business you're going to be, either LLC, sole proprietor. You have to know who you can go to in the community because one of the things I'm learning and still learning is that there are resources available in in your community that can help you. I've always been used to being a one person department, basically. Mm -hmm. And people need to know that you don't have to do it alone. 
talk to other business people, find out what they're doing to meet the challenges they're facing, talk to bankers and find out what they have to offer, talk to um, places like Mountain BizWorks, which offers training and resources in, ter in terms of where to go for financing. There are so many different resources available. There's also people who can um, you can meet at networking events. I recently just joined the Asheville Chamber of Commerce, and that has been a huge resource for me, mm -hmm. making connections with people in the area, not only in Asheville, but in the Hendersonville area who are members. And just being able to reach out and say, hey, what are you needing uh, in terms of your business? What can I do to help you? How can we help each other with our businesses? And just learning from each other and also just making friends. A lot of it is relationship building. Mm -hmm. So I'm not looking at a lot of the events that I'm going to in terms of always making or creating leads or meeting people I can do business with, but just making new friends as well. So a lot of it is just trying to not only make new friends, new connections, but also making sure that what I'm doing is something that other people in the community could also utilize. Mm. Ooh, man, I hope people were taking notes on that one. I really love some of the highlights I heard in there was that it isn't just about your craft, right? You need to be good at whatever the work you're doing and whatever product you're creating and selling, but you must have a network of a community of of people who will purchase your goods, of things, you know, when you need resources that you can reach out to. And so I love that because one of the ways that when I'm coaching, especially some of my clients at Mountain BizWorks, because I work with their artist populations in particular, that you don't have to worry about making a sale every step of your business, that it's really about building that community and that those friends. And if you know you have quality products and you're being of service to the community, those things are going to work and they're going to show up. And the other thing is too, is business is not that quick fix, right? It's not like I quit my job and I'm here at six and seven figures. It's a, it's a different kind of environment that can really envelop long-term generational wealth and sustainability, but it's not easy. And so that business planning part of the process, like Yvette was mentioning, is just so valuable. And I'll say too, that depending on your business, depending on the industry, business planning looks different. You can yeah. go online and you can find a business plan that is really thorough. And that might be if you're really needing a loan or some funding for your business. But there's other models and other ways of, of working out pricing and products and things as well. You just need to do that part. And I don't care if you're the painter in your studio by yourself or the inventor ready to make a million dollar product. Anywhere in between that planning process is necessary, but it can look different. Absolutely. Well, I am just so thankful to have you. Is there anything else about the Envoy that we maybe want to just tease out real quick before we have to tie up the show today? Well, I would love for people to check out the website. It's www.theenvoyguide.com. I am always welcome, welcoming to anyone who wants to advertise. Advertising and subscribers actually help pay for the printing costs because I've had a lot of people ask me, why don't I just go digital? And I'm a photographer and I love <laughs> um, seeing photos in print. I also love reading magazines in print. So yeah. I'm not wanting to do this as just a digital uh, 
magazine. This is something that needs to be held in your hands to appreciate what it is. And so if people would just go online and advertise or subscribe, or even if they want to get featured as a business owner, entrepreneur, community member, or, or artist, I would love to feature them. Right now, which is really great, I have a wait list, and I'm actually scheduling into 2022, which is wonderful. <laughs> I want people to be featured, and I'm doing as much as I can to get as many features in each issue as possible. It's such amazing work that you do, and you know what a, a wonderful problem to have, that there are so many beautiful stories that need to be told right now. <laughs> well, Yvette, again, thank you so much for being here. And as always, this is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please connect by visiting bizradioashville.com or on my Instagram handle at jphcreativebiz. I would love to hear your show suggestions or any questions that you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.